it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. (laughs) Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. I like the throw blanket there in the background. Uh, that's not a throw blanket. That's a blanket. Oh, okay. It's just throwing on the couch. Is there a difference between a blanket and a throw blanket? Yeah, I think it's the weight. Like, can a throw blanket be used as a blanket? Mm, you wouldn't throw like a comforter. You would throw okay. like a thin. I think it's weight. I think oh. it's an ounce weight thing. Have you to are the it. blanket authority. I mean, there happens to be one here. So this is the den blanket. This is what we use for people that sleep in the den on the hide-a-bed. It's too much already, so it's a lot. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. It's uh it's a it's a podcast about the Canucks. It's a podcast about the top power play unit. Yeah. We might even rename it based on how the season's going. We're a part of the hockey podcast network. A menagerie, if you will, of hockey podcasts. Uh okay. Virus Defender. Thanks. Appreciate that. Um <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't make it into post, as they was say. Was it like Norton or was it McCaffrey that was like McCaffrey? It was like the, it was like the biggest corrupt McCaffrey. Thing. Christian McCaffrey protects your McCaffrey? computer. McCaffrey or Ma- Ms. McAfee? McAfee Kaspersky, I think, is what I'm on right now. That's a different one. Well, and that was like super corrupt and like oh yeah, installed and caused viruses and all. That yeah, shit. you put it in and you're like, oh, LimeWire, I'm protected. No problem. It was it was good. Norton antivirus. Yeah. Some icy Q chat. IMesh. Uh oh. Yeah, this is the PP1 podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Also, also brought to you in part in concert, some might say, with DraftKings Sportsbook app promo code THPN. We're going to save you some bucks. We're going to help you make some bucks, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, I am Ryan, and I am joined by the man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one because he still deserves it Teddy Wong, the three. And if you saw a football jersey, he would have that on there because that's what people do. Welcome to the show. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's a thing now. Yeah, I don't like it personally, but because I don't feel, I don't feel that. Well, not everyone is a fan of man buns, but here we are. That's true. Um, I'm wearing a cool batting helmet I got from, <laughs> and I'm also wearing my EP40 shirt. By the time the show ends, of, we might have a connection. Yeah, I full of old rude. 
but you asked for the man bun, so I'm going to bring out the man bun. I got my EP40 shirt from Canucks Army back in the day when I was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I am trying mm-hmm. to channel, channel a Pedersen contract tonight. It may happen. It may not. You think tonight? Well, Sarah Valley. Obviously in the docket for us to talk about. Sarah Valley. I didn't want to talk about it per se because, I mean, everyone else has talked about it. But I'm just checking right now. There's no updates. But, I mean, it's going to happen. Like I said, I even reposted this this week. Like, people, he said he didn't want to talk about it. Just leave him alone. He's a big boy. He's one of these guys, like, just take me at my word. And we'll get a deal done when it's time. Just let me play hockey. And last time I checked, he's having a pretty good season. Not a great last couple of weeks, but, you know, we were saying, oh, he's going to win MVP. Or he's going to win the Art Ross. He's going to do this. Yeah. Well, he's on those... pace for a hundo. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's, yeah. Let's just temper some expectations. Let the man, let the man breathe. Let him breathe. You know? Just yeah. Give the man some time. It's going to be fine. Canucks are doing pretty well in life. Let's let's let the stars shine. Let's let them. Let's let them. Let's. I don't. I don't have any other words. <laughs> just, let's just, let them. I don't know where Ryan's going with this. Just crushing it right now. I feel like this is this is my home. This is my space. Um. Yeah, we're gonna talk about some Canucks stuff. We got a good top five today. We might top even. Five, top five. Top five. We might even switch to let Teddy do his top five. Oh. I don't know. Yours is pretty good. Well, they're both pretty good. So, chatting with a good friend of the show, Matt, this evening at skating practice, and as as our kids were skating, and uh, he brought up an interesting stat with me that this is usually something you would do to me. So, I'm going to do this to you. Oh, okay. So, of the top 500 penalty minuteers, is the word we came up with. Penalty. All-time penalty minuteers. Minuteers. Yeah. How many of the top 500 are currently playing? Okay, sorry, say that again. Okay, of the top 500 penalty minuters of all time, how many of those players are currently playing in the NHL? 12. Oh, I guess 15. The answer, 10. 10. And you know who's number one? Now, Matt brought this. He he did. I'm going to give him credit. I, I love this guy's sense of humor. Do you know who the number one guy is currently that is playing? Who the number not, one not, guy is? Not who the number one guy is, but who the number one the guy number is. The number one active player. Yes. It's got to be like, it's got to be and it, some, call, I don't know. Like, okay, if I, can I name five of them and you can tell me if I'm within the stratosphere okay. on those five. Okay. So Perry, Lucic, Marshawn, Wilson, Maroon. The last one I just scribbled. I didn't bother to write the last one. Um, you, you got it. It's one of those okay. guys. Now, is it? Is it? Is it Perry? It's Perry. Yeah, just long. So time. I was trying to I was trying to guess and he's like, Yeah, he had a suspension this year and but not for something that you'd think. And so we're going back and forth and I'm guessing. And then uh so he's going through and I'm trying to guess and he's like, uh slept with Connor Bedard's mom, I'm like Corey Perry. He's <laughs> like, Yeah, suspension, not for something you'd think. <laughs> it doesn't so, necessarily show up on the stats. 
for anybody that's wondering, it's it's Perry, Wilson, Lucic, Kane, Matt Martin, Malkin, Reeves, Marchand. Malkin is a Maroon. dirty bird, eh? Yeah, Maroon, Radko, Gudis, and Felino. Um, but, do, you know, full transparency. Where does Branko Radovojevic rank? Branko Radovojevic. Um, for complete transparency, Matt and I actually had this conversation yesterday, so I was enlightened to the fact that I knew the top ten. Sorry. This is an awkward moment where you're going to have to make it up somehow. <laughs> this is me just like... But it would have been... A, that's a great... That's a great... Maybe don't pull the stat from, you know, one of our best friends. Well, that's nice. So yeah. he, he actually tests... He workshopped this with you first before I found out. I mean, maybe he was being workshopped for yeah, this. that's true. He did. Um, for this, yeah. possibly. So, I mean, I think it just speaks to a couple of things, right? Like, the game has changed a lot. The There's only one... No, two. There's two enforcers on there, right? Yeah. Reeves and Matt Martin. Um, you know sort of Reeves is the the penultimate version of what a an enforcer is in nowadays game. I think it's probably safe to say, and maybe he'd say the same thing, that he wouldn't be, you know, a, a true top flight heavyweight back in like the no. you know, the 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 early nineties, right? And 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 prior to. Yeah. Energy. You know, guy the Donald kinda. Donald Brashears in the world because he's a different player, right? He can Reeves can skate. Reeves can Reeves can play a little bit. And I think that he's probably significantly better hockey player than a lot of those guys from you know, the early nineties and stuff. So there's no room for an enforcer. So these guys that get their penalties, they get them through being chippy, being rugged. You know I mean? That's kind of been Corey Perry's game forever. Lucic, the same thing, right? But kind of a um, ratty player. Yeah. These guys that, uh, these guys that collect penalties in nowadays game and, and Wilson is another good example. They need to be able to play. Yeah. Um, so, you know, teams that, that hurt team, like players that hurt their teams with penalties mm-hmm. don't get time on the ice because you can't, consistently be in the box and collect points and collect wins so those guys just don't survive so yeah super super rare player yeah doesn't really exist anymore but it's kind of an interesting thing how it's really fallen off in the last like like 10 to 15 years pretty pretty wild what do you think in like the next 10 or 15 years what do you think penalties are going to be like do you think it there's going to just be like is is it still going to be a speed game with skill like are you going to see like the guy that gets the most penalties is like you know, kind of how the Sedins used to be, like hooking penalties. Like, do you, how do you think the league's going to change in that way? Uh, like, I mean, I honestly haven't like looked at any data on like where it's trending, but it, it seems like there is less and less room for a player of that ilk, right? I mean, Maroon is a bit of an outlier, right? But even Maroon can play. I mean, yeah. how many cups Big has I got in the last like, you know, the last few years, right? So, I I think that those types of players are going to continue to fall further and further down the list. Yeah. Right. Like, they, like how, how much t- 10 of them and they rank where? In the I didn't even 100? look. I just threw it out. There. And only in the top 500. Right. So they're mm-hmm. not even like, they barely even hold a candle on that list. It's their outlier players as it is. Right. So yeah. the game is only going to get faster, you know, as more, as more, I feel like as more of those, the, sort of rugged rough and tumble veterans sort of fall out of the NHL and just retire more young players are going to start at a younger age and they're going to be more finesse types and it's just going to be harder to find those guys right I mean the next sort of wave of those players is probably like the the Kachucks right would be like a good example of that yeah and they're just sort of few and far between like those just a ratty type player don't exist anymore right Mm -hmm. I mean look at Dakota Joshua yeah that's Vancouver's version of that he doesn't take a ton of bad penalties 
Well, right? I mean, yeah. you know, even going a little further back, right? Remember when Darcy Hordachuk signed with the Canucks? Yes. Do you remember what do you remember what his big signing impact was on why they made that move through analytics? That no. So he had all those fighting majors, right? Could could skate a regular shift regular ish shift on the fourth line. But he took almost no minor penalties. So he wasn't taking bad calls. He was there to He's an to be analytical enforcer. Yeah, and and those guys just those guys just don't exist anymore. And I think as more and more young players start to force their way into the league at an earlier age and speed and skill and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine a league full of, you know, these young, young players with the lacrosse moves and the ridiculous hands and the huge amounts of creativity. It's just going to go that way naturally if the league continues to allow it to, which is great. It's good for the game. We don't need that other stuff, right? I understand it's part of the game. I'm not saying take it out, but it's just naturally going to sort itself out of the game because speed and skill is prominent, right? Speaking of lacrosse, so at the rink tonight and there was a lacrosse practice or something, and obviously lacrosse goalie sticks are like amazingly wacky huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got like a full umbrella at the bottom basically. I always it like lacrosse goalies always remind me of like, no, hey, their job is ridiculously hard, but they always remind me of like upside down triangles. Yes. So anybody that has seen a lacrosse game of any kind, goaltenders have about as much padding as the Michelin man. Like they are just, at, like you said, top heavy. There is not a square inch of the back of the rink that they could not cover. And they yet, imposing, yeah. They, and this huge, huge like trapper type goal stick. And yet the final scores in most lacrosse games are like 15 to 10. Like, it's pretty rare where you're going to see games that are, like, under 10 on both sides. And it just makes you think, like, how is that possible? They have all that. They only have to move. Like, how big is a, a lacrosse net? Not that big. It's, like, I I believe it's thinner than a, a goalie net, but, like, slightly taller. Is but even right? still, like, it's at a point. I'm not though. an authority. That's or not sure. a point. It's a point to the back. I apologize. But, I mean, that's wild that you would think yeah. that they have all that, and yet the scores are still absolutely bonkers high. Whereas you look at an NHL net and an NHL goaltender and, you know, you see a game that has five goals and that's something. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, and I know one's played on skates and one is on, on Unless feet. Unless it's a game and, versus like Minnesota or something. Yeah. We said we weren't going to go there. We, we said we weren't going to mention Messier's name anymore, but you did that. Okay. Day. So I hadn't seen the clip until I was doing editing the other day and I I totally forgot. I also started editing the show from two weeks ago, which was interesting. So I'm going through and I totally forgot that moment. And I was laughing so hard again because I got to see it from what you saw. Because for me, on my end, everything's just crapping out, right? And I'm freaking out and I'm laughing uncontrollably because what a moment. Like it was so fitting. But then I saw what you saw and it was just as funny because you're just like, so did he see, did he say like Voldemort or the name that now should not be? I'm just like laughing like this is great. This is, this is what they call content. So it was good. It was good. So thank you for that. Thank you for being part of a hilarious moment. I should also point out. People, you can uh, comment along on Facebook and YouTube. And comment as I said, comments in the comments below. And Twitter. So feel free to do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting lacrosse thing. I want, I do remember this, and you didn't have to remind me. I just remember this. That was me hitting the microphone. So, 
my road story for the day. Right. I uh, forget. just on my way to the rink after work and I needed some gas. Common problem that all of us have. So pull into the Petro right by the mall there. And uh, every car has a different side of the gas tank, you know, different side of your car to each their own. And so I pull in, you know, unlatch my thing. I see this lady going around in her Mercedes SUV, like trying to figure, like it was getting weird. Like she just kind of circled around my vehicle to like the left. She was behind me and went around and I'm watching. There's a truck on the other side of the Meridian. He's already filling up. I'm like, what is going on? And then I look and I just had this random thought. I'm like, what side is her gas tank on? So I look, sure enough, it's on mine. Now there are one, two, three, four, there's six spots well we're getting some weird there's six spots at the gas station to fill up we are occupying two she proceeds to go around this other vehicle waits behind me for me to finish i haven't even paid for my gas yet and she's sitting there engine idling in park waiting for me to finish filling up my vehicle which is going to take a few minutes Beside us are four other completely empty stalls that she could have Man. filled up in. She's but she, like she knows you, right? She's like wants to put the pressure on you. But I like I'm watching this as I'm filling up. I kind of did like a quick little glance, and I'm like, "This is really happening." This person is to the point where they could have already filled up or at least started. But no, no, no. It's almost like she's incapable of. Maybe she's a creature habit. Maybe that's maybe maybe you, that maybe that was maybe her like. Maybe you pump. were at her gas stall pump. Maybe you were at her pump. Yeah. It was, it was really bizarre. <laughs> like I'm just sitting I mean, that there. That's weird. I mean, if you're gonna go fuel up, I mean, I want to be like in and out of there as quickly. Oh yeah. So then the next thing, sure enough, um, getting my receipt and it doesn't print out. Well, it's out of paper. So in my head, I'm playing two games here. Do I a go get it and let this thing stew? knowing full well that maybe she's on her last wit and ready to like plow my car out of the way. Or do I move and go park? And you moved and went and parked. I moved and went parked. And you saved your you save your receipts, your gas your like, receipt saved. I don't get uh work doesn't pay for it, so I gotta save it for the end of the year. It's a tax thing. Oh, okay. I see. So yes, I do save my receipts. Should I just give you receipts? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You can't really fudge that. It's, I got a, I got a formula on how it works. So there's, sure, yeah. I'm not going to go on air cause you never know who's watching. Formula. I mean, I mean, Nike was watching last time, so I don't want to go too, too far here. So, uh, anyway, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting scenario. There were plenty of other places to fill up your gas tank, but she chose to patiently wait. I mean, and it's the one by the mall. There's lots of space to drive around in this parking lot. It's not like this tight little gas station where there's no room to move. It was just interesting just interesting i don't know just one of those things you know what i mean um people people be people and people be people and uh one more thing you uh, brought this up to me so i'm gonna celebrate this uh may, actually you tell it you told me uh before the show oh. got some big news people yeah. are gonna want to know yeah. about this we could probably get canucks twitter behind this mm-hmm. and i think we should so cousin matthew wong is gonna be on this uh season of big brother big brother 12 big brother canada now this so. isn't like cousin puka from the nfl where you just call him cousin no He's this your is like an actual cousin. cousin this is actual family actual blood 
Um, so he's going to bring it. He's going to rep for the Wong family. I have no doubts that he's going to be like this ridiculously fire competitively guy, like firely, com- fiery competitive fiery. I mean, I call it going to be fiery man. and competitive. I mean, probably to his detriment, who knows? Um, but I think it's, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see him. It's going to be an awesome thing. I just know like family's all going to band together on this one and it's going to be some big watch parties. And things when does like the show that. start? I actually don't know. I don't have a, a date yet, but I just saw that he was posted and he's, he'll be joining the show this year. So super stoked. It's going to be a good one. That's rad. I mean, you showed me the promo video that he had and I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Hey, so if you want to watch Big Brother this year, cheer for a uh, you know, good Fijian Polynesian boy. Then, uh, Island boy. Got to gotta ride Wong, right? It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you don't vote for, uh, if you don't for, vote for Wong, you ain't right out of my eyes speaking of penalties we're gonna get back to the penalties for a second he's gonna he's gonna wong a lot of competitors he is <laughs> did you know see how it went like super serious all of a sudden did, did you, you know that did you know that cows are animals now you know the canucks since the all-star break have taken the most minor minor penalties i believe the number was 51 since the all-star break and calgary well, who, second with like you know? calgary with like 44 okay well how many minor penalties in that minnesota game a lot like probably the 50 so, <laughs> so i mean i guess the point i'm trying to get at is yeah you're you're right they're up there but where are we if we just put regular penalty minutes throughout the course of this here we go jeff patterson here we go Penalty update since All-Star break. Canucks lead NHL minors taken 51. Calgary next at 43. And time shorthanded 45. Tampa Bay Lightning next at 39. This is on them, not on the officials. Interesting. Uh well, one one game is on one game is on the officials. Yeah. But that being said, J Pat's right for a bunch of the other ones, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, talk it was out there talking about stick infractions already. Um, and if it continues, then guys are going to sit. He's going to have to start managing ice time, all that stuff. Like it's been pretty bad, right? Like some, I don't know. Is it lazy stuff when it's sticking fractions? Like I think some of it's lazy, shit, right? But we just talked about how it's a so speed. disciplined throughout the course of the year too. It's a speed league, right? And I think they've talked about how they're basically playing playoff hockey now at this point. And that ticky tack stuff, like if you're going to be taking all these random little penalties and a lot of it looks like it's just so like, it's not undisciplined in the way where it just seems like, I can't believe that guy did this. Like just where they didn't take that extra, like half second to think. And then they made the move, you know, like just that extra hook or they get it. Like there was a hooking penalty last night. I can't remember who got it. Um, was it Besser or was it, who was it now? And like, or Lindholm or something like right across, remember. right across the ribs. And I want to say it was a Besser penalty. I think it was Besser. And like, it was just so like, it didn't need to happen. Like why? And well, you especially just think at that point in the game too. Exactly. So they're taking these penalties and it's, I mean, their penalty kill thankfully has been pretty good, but like you're, if this was the actual playoffs, these are the kind of things where you can be down a game by one stupid move. And it's going to be amplified, especially in the Canucks market. Every single penalty, they could win four to three, and you're going to hear, you know, post game radio, and everybody's going to just be blasting them for the stupid penalties they took because that's how this fan base is. You know, they're so critical of everything. So, you know, I joked a long time ago the Canucks could win the Stanley Cup. 
however, and people would complain that they didn't win it in four games. Like that that's how this market is. Yeah, like it was like the Luongo thing in the Olympics, right? Yeah, exactly. You won like, a gold medal. Yeah, in overtime. Yeah, so? I mean the team won the gold medal in spite of him. Sure. Like that shit. Yeah, sure. No problem. Fuck it. Fuck still it. still worked out pretty well. It's this is the kind of team that anybody team like that, team like that hashtag team like that. This is a pretty good Canucks team. And it's now a real good Canucks team. This isn't when is the shoe gonna drop? There's a there's a good chance like this team could do some damage. But they're also doing damage to themselves by taking these penalties. And yeah. they they shouldn't be the reason that they're losing. It should be you know what I mean? Like it should be goals that they just they lost the game. They shouldn't be beating themselves in these games because that Pittsburgh game and the Boston game I guess could have gone both ways realistically. Well, there's a I mean there's been game their last like umpteen games since or the, the Winnipeg game or yeah, like there's Winnipeg a bunch of Winnipeg should have went differently. There's been a bunch of blown leads in the third period that didn't happen all season. When you're leading in the third should be an automatic win. Yeah. Exactly. Winnipeg but you should have beat Pittsburgh, right? You just talked about the fact that speed league that is not a speedy team. No. Like it's a team that's trying to get into the playoffs still, and I get that they're desperate and all that stuff too, and you got to show up for stuff like that. And they were good against Boston. Yeah. You know, they just got back from a long road trip. Boston's in the middle of the long road trip. Both teams are really fatigued, trying to play pretty disciplined hockey. They get out of that one and they're fine. They get the win. But yeah, man. So yeah, check this I, out. I, I agree. You're right. So check this out. So we're, I mean, a lot of our shows going forward are going to be kind of playoff themed. So today, check the, OR. check the OR, you like it so far? Today, uh, I mean, guess, I guess based on win percentage, but if the playoffs started today, it'd be Vancouver, Nashville. Depending on win percentage, it'd be Vancouver, LA. Do you think in a seven-game series, the way they're playing right now anyway, the last week and a bit, sure, they can win games. Are you going to... Do you think they're disciplined enough that they can play those two teams? I mean, they haven't played LA yet, but you're going to play those kind of teams and assume that you're just going to win around. Those are teams that can bury you because they know what your weakness is and they know how to exploit it. Like Nashville, especially, that'd be a brutal series to watch. This isn't Nashville from 2011 where you just had to beat the goaltender and that was it. You knew you had enough going for the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean... What are we? We're, we're we're playing 500 hockey the last week or so. Team looks better. You're getting better efforts, at least five on five for the most part. Falling apart a little bit down the stretch, but so that's the thing. I think you're right. Like any team in the league, especially at this point, that's on the bubble of making the playoffs or or in the playoffs, is going to make you pay for stupid shit. And there's been a lot of stupid shit lately, right? So no, I don't think that they're going to walk out of a round with ease, but. If they were going into the playoffs, at least what they're doing right now, I like it better than where they were during that, you know, four-game losing streak. Sure. The, so I'm okay on that sense of the it. The tactical stuff is working. They're just they're yeah, losing you don't a little leave thing. Our, you don't leave yourself a lot of time in seven games to figure your shit out to move on to the next round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our boy Grant. How you doing, buddy? Just got here. Hope the show has been good mm-hmm. so far. I think it has been good. I mean, I'm a little biased. <laughs> I'm a little biased, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I just, I, I've been thinking about these things because everybody's been talking about Pedersen and his contract and 
we'll get into JT Miller and how freaking amazing he's been lately. And you don't want to talk Pedersen contract. I mean, we could tell you to bet on the obvious teams, but you can figure that out for yourself. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice, even Quinn Hughes in his sneaky pulley move. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Make sure you check out those lines and the odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's games. I'm not going to give you any betting advice because, quite frankly, I'd be the last guy you should be listening to for betting advice, but I'll tell you where to get the good betting advice, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay. I don't I don't want to because I feel like it's... But we're gonna because that's what we do. But again, you look at this playoff, this specific year, it's uh, a one-off year, I think, so far anyway. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for some teams that don't normally do damage to do some damage. And I mean, the Canucks are the cream of the crop on that. So I, you know, I think the little things, little things, Louie, I think the little things are going to matter right now. And they're not all going to get solved right away. And sure, we're missing a guy like Carson Soucy, who I think they said saw the doctor today. Uh, Joshua sees one by Friday. So this team could be seeing some healthy bodies come back. But, I mean, for the guys that are on this team, like, shape up. This is, this has, if you guys believe that this is a Stanley Cup contender, you have to start playing like one. You can't be playing, you can't be lowering yourself to the riffraff below you. If you want to be one of these elite teams this year, you have to play like you're an elite team. Elite teams don't give up garbage penalties like that to the consistency yeah, consistency they've been doing them. Yeah, and that's the that's the point right there, right? Like I think they've been elite for for most of this year, right? Mm-hmm. And and this skid that they're in right now, I mean, we're also seeing I mean, what happened Boston went and I think did we talk about this already? Like we Boston beat the pants off the Canucks and Oof. then like went off to go lose a bunch a bunch of games straight, right? Yeah. You okay I'm there? Good. I'm good. Just it seems like, like everybody who had the potential to gain major ground has gone through a little bit of 500 hockey relevancy, right? So it's almost like everyone is sort of struggling all at once, kind of sort of stuck in the mud at the same time, right? But it's it's whoever's going to figure it out, it's, you know, the quickest. I think LA already went through theirs. Yeah. Right? I mean, Vancouver's sort of on their way, we hope, on their way out of it right now. I think they still got some things to figure out. They really miss Joshua. They really yeah. do. I think that's really put like a funk But then you in see like, lineup. I saw like Myers and Zadorov in the box last night. I'm like, well, 
we need at least one of those guys on the ice for yeah. a penalty kill. You there's, can't have there's both 14 of them. feet of hockey player. And then right Susie's there. gone. So you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, right? I mean, this team misses that stabilizing presence of Susie. They miss that size on the forecheck from Dakota Joshua. That forces, you know, a guy like Bluger gets pushed down the lineup because a guy like Lindholm's been pushed down the lineup. So now they're running, you know, three top C and through one through three. But like, you just removed a guy from a line that had a really prominent role, right? And yeah. and that line has not been the same since Joshua left. So maybe he was, you know, controlling more play than we thought, right? Then, then you have Garland moving up and down a little bit. And, and it's just, it's weird, right? That, that continuity that existed for the first, like, half of the season is now not there because injuries have started to trickle in a little bit. And this team has been like knock on wood, very healthy. Mm -hmm. And and this is just part of it, right? Whether it's huge injuries or small injuries, like it's been injuries to guys that play important roles on, on established positions and established lines on this team. Right. And that's plays a factor. When you add in the fact that you take out a couple of guys through injury, one on defense, one on forward, and then you insert a player who's not been part of this roster all year. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of, that's a lot of waves that you got to sort of settle down. Right. And it's going to take some time. Right. I don't think Lindholm knows his true role yet. And and that's got to get sorted out. I still would like to see Joshua playing online with Pedersen and just to see what happens there. But, and I think you probably will. I think once, uh, once he's healthy, that means they can bump Baines down and they can have, and yeah, that's Baines has been really good. I forgot about that too. Right. So then Joshua comes back. Susie comes back. How soon is Mikheyev out of the lineup? Like, he just seems like he's I, on I, the ice. Like, I'm not saying, like, let's beat on him, but there are guys that are outplaying that position. And why wouldn't you? In what you... sense, though? Well, like, are they play, outplaying him offensively? Yeah, 100%. Like, has, has Nils Hoglander stolen his offense? For sure. But even. Can they do what, can they do what McKayev does from a defensive standpoint, though? I, I guess my question is how much have you noticed him on the defensive side? Well, isn't that the point? Like, no, isn't that I, kind I of what they say, right? I, like, I think as one of the forwards, you probably would notice it a little bit more. Like, I don't see, I don't see him as one of the guys that's back or making those defensive plays. I've been seeing the guys like, like Noah Juleson. I've been, I mean, geez, look at him. He basically got felled last night. You know, it's like, oh, bad. it's a flesh wound, and you know, it's like I cut your bloody arm off, and like he's he's skating out there, like basically like begging to just put him out of his mercy. And uh, there's a handful of guys. And I just find, I mean, visibly defensive guys. And maybe it's just like a recency bias of this season. But man alive, it just seems like so many other guys are are noticeably defensive. Like that guys are taking away lanes. Guys are, you know, blocking shots or like getting that one extra stick in there where they're able to clear it up the ice. I just... When I see Mikheyev in there, it's almost as if, like, when he's... There was a few opportunities where he almost even scored a goal yesterday. And I was thinking, geez, that's, like, the first bright spot I saw of his in months. And that's... I mean, when everything else is going, you and you brought this up, when everything else is going, I mean, these are the kind of guys, like, you can't have passengers on a championship team. And... Archie Baines comes in. He looks like Rick Tockett even said, but he looks like he's an instant fit. Dakota Joshua has matured in his role. And now he's like, who would have thought we're talking about Dakota Joshua as like a key guy, you know, not a core guy, but a key guy, a key, a a key player. Right. 
I just think we're you're right. Like there there is no room for passengers and and the time for Mikheyev to figure out his game offensively is like shrinking by the game. But I still think he's helping, you know, eliminate goals from being scored, which I think is like that counts for something, right? It, so. it does. I just I don't know. I think could I guess I guess the big question is can you afford to not have him in the lineup at all? That's the big question. Is like a wins above replacement or a whatever above replacement, is he a guy that if you took him out of the lineup, would there be a noticeable change defensively? And I think that's the yeah, one I question mean, they're probably asking. Yeah, you're 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 probably right. You're like I think the average person is is probably not gonna gonna notice that. And I'm trying to look for some adjusted stats here right now, but it's yeah, I mean, I think you need to see something from him. But I, I was talking to Darren, who you know, and he, he hasn't been everything that you need. But anybody who's suffered through any injury, right? You're looking at year one, the knee injury yeah. happens. Year two, the first one out, yeah, you're back. You're healthy, right? But it's not, you're not there yet. It's never until, until one full year later after your knee surgery that you're back to 100%. He's not there yet. Like, it's very clear, right? So the only way to get back, though, is to get games. So, you know, the hope would be that towards the end of the season, he really starts to figure it out. And I, and I have to say, you know, in the last like five games or so that he has looked like when he's skating, he's got some of that pop back. Right. I mean, that was kind of his claim. To he's fame. been in the rush. Fastest player in the league, not named Connor McDavid, but he's also the only guy that can, you know, catch Connor McDavid with the puck. Right. And yeah. there's a few guys that can do that in this league. We haven't seen that all year. Right. And that's partly because of the injury, but you know, he's, he's looked better, I think, skating-wise in the last little bit. And if he's skating better, he's going to be defending better. And I don't know what happens to the offense past that point. But we do need that other portion and that element of his game to defend goals too, right? Especially with the way this team is giving up goals right now. I just think it's something that needs to be... And again, I'm not saying trade him. And this is, I think, a healthy conversation right now. I'm not saying trade him. But I think they need to know what they have if he isn't in the lineup. Like, they need to know what the other option is if they're cycling in a guy for a game or two. Like, kind of like the Aaron Volpatties, right? Like, the the guys that or the Victor Reskovichs of the world. Or You need to know what those, I mean, we're going to call them a lower-tier player, what those guys look like in and out of the lineup so that when you're running against an LA or, you know, you go a little bit further along and heaven forbid you have to play Colorado or Vegas in a seven game series. I mean, you need to know what your best possible lineup is and uh, does it include, how come I can't get back to my screen here? Um, Does it include him, right? I'm just going to like, I'm just going to throw this out here. I mean, he's he, right now, so of course he four rating, he's at a 58.6 and on the season he's 52.9. So he's I mean, he's he's holding, he's more than holding his own from a defensive standpoint. So okay. those are numbers that not the average person sees, right? So remember if you remove that from your lineup for a player who's netting, you know, more offensive production. I'll just use Nils Holgren and I'm not looking at his sure. stats right now, but they say Nils Nils Corsi rating was in the, you know, the mid 40s, right? I mean, what, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a guy that's that's scoring you, you know, 15 to 17 goals mm-hmm. during the regular season, but, you know, you're giving up a lot more when he's on the ice? Or would you rather have a guy who's maybe not scoring so much, but you're also not getting scored when he's on, scored on when he's on the ice? I think there's a role. And I think if you're deploying a guy properly in situations, then 
you can benefit from that. And I think that's that's the coach's job. That's up to talk it to decide when a guy like Mikheyev is going to be in and who he's defending against. And can we use him as a shutdown forward, you know, in, in matchups, especially come playoff time? Yeah. You know, you have to play the Oilers. <laughs> it would be nice if by then Mikheyev was going and had his skating figured out because at least you could have a guy. You're never going to contain McDavid. But, you know, if you could put some pressure on him and slow him down at the very least, you're going to need a guy like Mikheyev to do that. Okay. Let's get into some fun stuff. Next week, I believe, is the trade deadline. Is that right? The 8th, I think. What is the trade deadline? Is it March 9th or March 8th? I think it's next Friday. Yeah. So we're getting into a silly season, which Mm -hmm. for the first time in a long time, silly season gets to be part of the Canucks. There's one more move. Maybe two, maybe one big one, one little one. I tweeted you this. You think there's three more moves? Is that what you said? No, I said one, one, one big one, 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 one little one. one. Okay. One big one, one little. That's two. The math okay. would equal two there. Maybe I thought you said there was going to be a medium one. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. So I saw a clip the other day on from Sportsnet 650, and I think it was uh, Canucks, the Canucks show, Riccio and, uh, and Sat. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, well, they were talking about Gensel, and I know he's out right now, but they were also talking about the man I have been championing for probably two months, Tyler Toffoli. Ted, we're now in silly season, and there is a world where more than just me thinks Tyler Toffoli could be a Canuck again. And if you had to pick between Jake Gensel and Tyler Toffoli, for this season, and likely there's have to be a contract extension, right? What do you pick? You're on mute. There you go. I think like what happens is that I, and I can't remember where I was hearing this. I think it might have been Canucks talk or something. I think it was like, or maybe it was. I don't know who was reporting it. Maybe maybe it was even Friedman was saying like, if the Canucks make another trade they're not going to want to give up everything they have to get up to acquire said star player mm-hmm. without the ability to, to want to resign a guy like right. that, or at least, at least have the, 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 the conversation to be able to resign a guy. You like want to be exactly, you want to be in so that I think arena. That automatically cancels out to Foley. You think so? I think so. If, if that's the MO, do, I mean, do, do you feel like the Canucks are going to want to sign Tyler to Foley to, to a and, and a you know a longer extended deal. How old is he now? I think he's is he thirty? I mean, I feel like I feel like he's thirty. I mean, they just went through this with Tanner Pearson. Let's add. So, yeah, yeah. I think if they're gonna try to go out and thirty one, they want. And I think Gen, like what's Gensel twenty nine? He's actually he'll be thirty two in April. Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. There you go. So he's not on the Gensel's he's not on the long the long resign thing, right? What's Gensel? Gensel's twenty nine. Like I think you could look at another contract for him, but even that's sketchy, man. That's big like, money. That's your that's big money for an aging player. That's JT Miller money right now. You know, like can you have more than one guy like that who's going to be climbing on into their mid to late thirties? Gets pretty it gets pretty dicey past that point, right? And I know this is Gensel. He's gonna want one more big contract. He's probably gonna go to whoever's gonna give it to him. So I I, I don't know. See, I, I, I think look if at that's the Canucks MO, it's gonna be it's gonna be Gensel. 
See, if I think I they can my get. Choice, I would I would trade for Toffoli if that's what you're asking because I think you give up less to get a Toffoli on your squad. And I think that, and I also don't think that you have to re-sign Tyler Toffoli. I think you have to sign Jake Gensel, but I also don't think I think Toffoli can be a hired gun for one season, and they get one last hurrah, one last summer of fun, and I think you can go in knowing like, hey, you don't think so? <laughs> There's not enough time. Did you say? Not enough time to resign to Foley. No, I exactly. Yeah, they might run out of time twice. Who would? There's got to be a record for that. I think you could go in and, and you could get it to Foley and not have to resign him. Maybe there's talk of a lesser contract, but he's not going to sign a lesser contract. I think he goes in knowing like, hey, I can win a Stanley Cup here, and maybe I can make it right. That's what I think, and I think on the opposite side, yeah, I think you're right. Is that if it's Jake Gensel coming, then yeah, they're going to have to sign him. I think those are two different, different schools of thought. One player definitely has that that whole that whole scenario going, and I also think on the Toffoli side that you can give up a little. You're right, give up a little less, and you don't have to commit as much. And I think that's okay. That would be a player that I think, like I said, I I honestly believe this, Ted, that he is a perfect fit for this exact team. There is a history there, and I think it's water under the bridge for the bad part of the history. I think everybody would agree that. And different, different. It's a different group, but you can't. Not a hundred percent, though. I mean, there's there's still enough pieces that are still there. No, I mean, like, it's a different a different ownership group. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Different, they're not ownership, different management group, right? Like, all of that shit, like, that has, that has nothing to do with what happened last time. Like, Yeah, I know, I'm, but you you look at the both sides, and I brought this up weeks ago. But, I'm, again, you have a guy that has a history here, and he gets to have a real playoff run, not a bubble run, right? He gets a real playoff run in Vancouver, with a team that is way better than that first version was. And a little, I mean, definitely less drama. There's a, I know, there's like, a I few know less things going on. Tyler Toffoli. Like, I know you're super I just, hot for him. I mean, hey, man, if Gensel's and I would here... Be, I would be fine great. with that. But what's the price? I don't know. I mean, what, what costs more, a defenseman or a winger? Chris Tanov got traded today for a second, a prospect, and... Something, something, yeah, something. And then they got they give a they give a a pick back. Like that's that's annoying to me, right? I feel like that's what Vancouver was trying to offer Calgary, and they're like, nah, nah, nah we need it first, and then they trade him for less than that. Because they're probably get, I guess, because Dallas. So that just means that they just didn't want us to get him. Maybe that's it. I mean, hey, man, spites something. <laughs> like some, I mean, they made one trade. They probably just didn't want to feel like they gave it all up to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Something to probably be said for that too. I mean, you know, I don't want to trade you all my fantasy football players if I don't have to. Like, it might make sense to do it, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, well. I don't know what you mean. I hate this conversation. You do. You do. (laughs) You do this to me every year. Yeah, I know. That's the best part. So uh, it's it's an interesting conversation. I think we're getting to a point where, um, like I said, you guys, I swear, if this is one of those things that does happen, you won't hear the end of it. I already told my work and my wife. I said, if the Canucks have a run this year, I will be insufferable for the next two and a half months. So that puts us right into the end of June, folks. Like the second round doesn't even start till May. That's a long time. 
it's going to be a fun, fun summer. Summer of fun. How do you guys think Canucks will reload prospect pool given how thin it's becoming? Well, I don't think they're giving up everything. But yeah, like you I can recoup I, draft picks even if they decide they don't want to keep a few players. I'm sure they can recoup some draft picks. Yeah, like I think they're gonna they're gonna continue to to push on. They they've got something really good going on down at the farm right now, right? I think that's like very very apparent. I think there's been wholesale changes with this 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 owner this management group about how this thing has been run from the bottom up, right? I think we'll use the Baines example is like hey, we've got quality scouting. We can identify players that can step in and play at the pro level that maybe we can develop. And I think Baines is a super good example of that. They still have guys like, you know, Atu Ratu. There's, you know, Vasily Colson they think is going to be ready for next year. So he'll be graduating. Atu Ratu is going to have to take the next step. They're going to need a healthy version of Klimovich to, to, to step up and take on more of a role in Abbotsford. And I think they're going to have to continue to hit on players like that. Players with like, you know, really high boomer bust potential. And if they work out, they can continue to work with them, right? Like they don't have their pick. They're going to have to select a little bit later in the rounds to try to find there's, there's, you know, free agents on this team. Do they make moves to try to, to try to get, you know, recoup draft picks in that way? There's, there's going to be a potential to try to move on that. Like when they're selecting, are they going to find players like the Hunter Brstaviches of the world? Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody necessarily thought that he was going to be a high end pick, but you got to trust your scouting. Draft right-handed defenders, right? I mean, that's uh, you know, that's that's always going to have a, a guy like like a Friedman is always going to have more value than the, his version of a left-handed defender, and that that's going to be able to like push your your ability to, to build your prospect pool forward a little bit. Even if you can trade defensemen for more forwards if you need to do that, right? Like, imagine if they were to go move Villander right now, right? They could get a decent haul for him. And then the last thing they have to do, which has been something they've been really good at every year, is like really push on the college free agent thing, right? I was going to bring with that your up low, too, yeah. Yeah, if you're really low on project depth, like 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 Grant's asking, right? Then if you're a defender or you're you're a player that's signing out of college, right? I mean, you want to go to where the weakest depth is. So that's going to have to be a you know that's how they got Chris Tanov all those years ago, right? I mean, they're going to have to push really hard in the NCAA free agent market for those big players, and then see what you get, right? I mean, they have to really lean on their development system because it's been good, and I think it's proven that it's working. Aiden McDonough's having his first year there, and I know he's not going off gangbusters but again he's another winger you can just let percolate and eventually you're gonna yeah. have him on the next run yeah i mean mcdonough's a bit of an older prospect right i mean you look at so i'll you know the you know grant sort of identifies he's seen ratu and and klimovich plays and they look a little bit like busts right i know klimovich has had a big injury year this year and has had a hard time going but he looked you know we looked really good last year and and ratu has come in from from the Islanders, not looking as strong as he did when he was playing on Long Island, and then looking less so now. He looks a little better now. But these are really young players. They're still only like 21 years old, right? I mean, look at a guy like Jet Wu. He's advanced in age. You know, I, I think you were just talking about um, Aiden McDonough. He's in, advanced in age, and they're outplaying those guys that are a little bit older than them on the roster, right? That have not had the development of opportunity that's been afforded to some of these younger players and they went through tough times as 21 and 22 year olds so they're going to need to really work with those guys and and be patient with those guys to build them up so i'm still confident i think the clay is there it can be molded it hasn't hard like hardened or petrified yet so these players you know are are, are going to be past their ability to develop but i still think that there's a chance that 
you know, we get something out of guys like Klimovich and guys like Ratu. And if Klimovich doesn't pop, that's okay. I, I believe he was like a third round draft pick. So are you a bust if you don't make it as a third rounder? You know, I don't think so. Right. But I think you have to continue to work with players, especially when they're that young. Two more things. One is the big question. I don't know if I want to talk. I was going to say like, what team scares you in the round one against Canucks? I think we're probably a little bit early on that. My second question to the first question was also, what scares you in real life? Spiders, snakes, commitment, anything? <laughs> I got to like gluten. Does that gluten nut allergies? Yeah. Um, spiders, snakes, commitment. I did say just those three. I'm just what scares you? What scares me about the Canucks? What scares you in in real life? In general? Yeah. Uh, I'm, like I'm pretty claustrophobic. Okay. I think I would go insane if I got. I don't even want to talk about it. It's my company. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> as as he's sitting inside of an enclosed podcast studio, like if that door locked, how long would it take before you like absolutely go freaking crazy? Klimovich forty first overall, so second round draft pick. Not bad. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So cost, I, I still don't like needles, <laughs> needles and snakes and quicksand. I'm still waiting for the day where I need to be properly scared of quicksand. Like remember growing up, like we all thought that was going to be a realistic thing we might encounter in life. Like quicksand and sinkholes. Like, have you seen either of those ever aside from television? No. no. Like if you saw quicksand be like, I prepared my entire life for this and we'd probably choke and die. Like it'd be, you just, we, we wouldn't have enough, you know, enough real world uh, preparation for that. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Patterson contract, and then we'll get into top five there. As of right now, obviously Grant hasn't said anything. So clearly the Canucks haven't signed him yet, but <laughs> there was uh Frank Valley brought up earlier today or earlier this evening that there was significant progress made on, oh, look at this. Should the Canucks reacquire Tyler Toffoli before the deadline? So Harrison Price, oh, man. You guys, stop watching our show right now. Just go go check out this. This is great stuff. Um, Frank Valley was saying, I'm just checking for the tweet here, that, uh, yeah, that things are progressing with the Canucks and Pedersen. At the same time, I also said this yesterday when everyone's freaking out again. Just chill out, folks. It's gonna happen. Just let the man breathe. Okay. Let's, well, so let's uh, leave it I'll, alone. I'll push back on that a little bit. Just take like, him at his like, word. Let the man breathe. Like, just worry about it in the off season. Let like it's gonna happen. Both sides are aware of what's going on. The guy's trying to win a Stanley Cup. It's not like he doesn't know what's going on. But you're but you're thinking like just a hey, everybody relax. Yes. It's gonna happen. Yes. And you're like, if, if it doesn't happen until the offseason, it doesn't happen in the offseason. You're completely comfortable with that. Well, it's going to happen in the offseason. Ryan, how many unrestricted free agents are, 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 are restricted free agents are on this, on this team right now? Do you know? Like three. Am I right? Sorry. Uh, like potential free guys with contracts up. Oh. It's like 12. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, restricted is right. a different so, word. Team so I know this You is can a, get out of here, I know this is a hockey team. I know this is a hockey team. How on earth do you run your business if you don't know where your cost certainty is? Are you business? These guys have jobs to do. Like, I understand it's Pedersen's Pet- it. right. Like, I get that he doesn't have to sign until, but like, man, are you going to? We have a job to do. You, I get it. 
you know, are you gonna are you gonna resign? Are you are we gonna continue to work together or not? Right? Because if not, we gotta like, move. I can't <laughs> I can't sign any every. I you're the first domino. I can't sign anything else down the line until you figure your shit out. And you're like, getting paid first. Do you're... we? Yeah, you have to pay be paid first. If I start signing everybody else, and you want fifteen mil, and I don't have fifteen mil to pay you because you waited till the summer. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to build my team because I literally have no players left on my team because everybody is 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 a free agent. Like what what is management supposed to do? Like not only would that be pissing management off, like if you're Dakota Joshua, because we've been talking a lot about him, and you have a deal expiring and you would like to stay with the Vancouver Canucks and you know you can't do that until Pedersen signs, it's not like piss you off a little bit. Like, can you figure your shit out so that I can figure my life out, please? I think there's a little bit of that. I I guess I see How where can it not be? I see where you're coming from because this isn't this isn't ten years ago. This isn't as crazy to get resigning. This is in a cap era as well. Whereas we'll figure things out in the offset. You're right. There's there's a business to be you know to be run for sure. I is this the last? Th- and I want to get to top five quick. Is this like the last piece that's left? of the yeah. of the banning uh kerfuffle like the the goofs the last you know the last thing from the grave thing yeah yeah because when they could have signed those twin deals right? i mean no in the sense that they're still going to be paying for oel no when when, <laughs> but, is, when is down yeah the last we can forget about it i mean do you remember when Patterson signed signed his deal yeah like his seven was it seven point whatever million dollar deal and we were yelling because and i was fucking beside myself because how do you not lock this guy up long term because the old the old regime was ridiculously stupid that's why why on earth are you looking at signing him to a bridge contract how well did that work for montreal well it hasn't worked out well for the canucks because we're in this position but we've also had this conversation that we said that we would be fine if this was the problem that they were in. We're, we're, we knew it was going to be bad, but we're also... We did, up until the point where he's like, I'm going to wait until the offseason to figure my shit out. Yeah, yeah. We're going with your top five, by the way. And that's part of it. Oh, mine? Okay. Yeah, because I can't... Uh, I don't think we can fit mine in in an appropriate amount of time. So uh, here it comes, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Actually, I liked it so much. All right. One, one more time. This week's Sorry. top five, top five, top five. I just love it when so When do we do it twice? It's great. Yeah, whatever. Okay, this week's top five. Top five movie or television vehicles. That's great. I want to say cars, but there's more than cars. Oh, yeah, because there's, yeah, there's movie vehicles. So are we allowed to pick the same ones or it's like we're taken off the board? Um... I mean, yeah, how do you want to do it? So who goes first, I guess? Who goes first? I mean, I think you. I think you let me go first with Leonidas, so you go first. <laughs> well, I, I won the Grand War. <laughs> yeah. I won. I won the Infinity War. So yeah, you can have a vehicle. Yeah. Well, you want a Lamborghini? Have a Lamborghini. Um. I mean, whatever iteration you want of this, but the Batmobile. That like, I don't even care which version. You can have the cartoon version. You can have. <laughs> The Batman Begins one, you can have whichever one you like, whatever your version is of the Batmobile, I'm cool with. Okay, I like it. Because it's, I mean, it's the Batmobile, man. It's got everything. Yeah. 
What was that? I like it. I like it a lot. That's yeah. uh, that 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 was probably in my. That's a top three. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good one. I like what that one. What the heck is with this good. stupid cord? Here we go. Okay. Uh, fire away. Um. Okay. I'm really glad this didn't get taken. I'm gonna go back to the future again after selecting Marty McFly. I'm gonna Literally. take the DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Are you kidding me? It's a freaking time machine. Mm, that's all it does, though. It just, it just, it just travels time. It doesn't have any other cool features. And you need lightning. You can't it's just. Powered by, it's powered by bananas and garbage. You can't just do it. You need the lightning strike for that. No, you don't. You don't need that. It's powered by. It's got a Mister Whatever in it. It's powered by bananas and garbage. Flux mm, capacitor. Flux capacitor. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give it to you. I still don't think like it's not the Batmobile. It really isn't. Okay. 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 Mr. Guy. Uh, we're going to go. Whew, this is a tough one because there's a, there's a few. I could make a really stupid one, but I'll save it for honorable mention. Um, I'm going to go with the turtle van. Okay. The, the Ninja Turtle van. It was pretty awesome. I mean, yeah pretty tough to argue with that i mean it's got a little um, swing out door where they've got a shooting gun it's pretty sick can i pick eagles from lord of the rings yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> just it's birds what? he says can i pick the eagles from the lord of the rings shows up to take you out of the terrible situations at the perfect time probably doesn't count i mean it's a vehicle if you think about it in a technical term but i mean yeah it's like falcor <laughs> I want Atreyu and Falcor. I want the combo. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably that's it's not a great vehicle. It's just a big freaking dog. Yeah. So. Okay. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see your Ninja Turtle van, and I'm gonna raise you an A Team van. Ooh, that's a pretty good one. Now, I I'm trying to remember because I didn't see a lot of A Team. You're a couple years older than me. For the A-Team van, like, did it have, like, stuff, or was it just, like, the cool van? Yeah, like, I think it was the same idea. As, like, they probably just, the Ninja Turtle van probably came from that. It could have. That's probably yeah. fair. Um. Okay, okay. Because it okay. didn't carry Ninja Turtles, but. Yeah, and that alone is probably the coolest thing. Man, this is a little bit tougher than I thought. Um, from movies, let's do, uh, uh, oh, pff, duh, Inspector Gadget's car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, check it out, man. Like, that thing changed up. It, it was like, it was like Saturday morning cartoons, um, Batmobile. <laughs> Like, it's just like, I do all yeah. those things too, but um, you're going to believe this a little bit more. I mean, Dr. Claw's car was pretty rad too, but I want the rock and roll vehicle from Mad Max. Yeah, okay, so we haven't got into Mad Max, and Ted's basically got easy pickings if he'd like to get into that that one. Who you got? Um, I am going to take... <laughs> I'm going to take the Dumb and Dumber dog van. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mockingbird, sing. 
Sing, sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you get the scooter as a freebie? Yeah. It's part and parcel, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Ooh, it's warm. Sold him straight up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I do not want to get into that because we'd be quoting that movie till like 12 o'clock tonight. Yeah, I watched that with the girls the other day. That's such it, a funny I don't, movie. It doesn't hold up as well as you see, but it's still it's still rad. That is such a funny movie. Dumb and Dumber, The Dog Truck. Yeah, that does it for me. That's a pretty good one. Um, the vehicle that I think everyone in our age group would have wanted circa 2001. It's a 10-second car. Okay. It's, it's orange. It is the, it's the car I would have loved to have owned. Yep. Brian Earl Spilner's Toyota Supra. Fast and Furious. That's me. The, the, the orange one, not the green one? Oh, the it has to be the orange one. Well, I was going to pick... Um, I was going to pick Dom's GTO. Mm. Um, but um, because you've already gone Fast and the Furious, I think I should just leave that where it, where it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go Muscle, but I'm going to go Eleanor. Okay. Yeah, that wins. So Eleanor it is. And you got... That's a... that Because that could... I, that would be an interesting car game to see how those would stack up. Like a, yeah. need, a need for speed. I'm, I'm sure it would get crushed, but... I don't know. As long as you don't crash it, I think you got a shot. That's that that car's seen some stuff. So Eleanor. So you got Batmobile, Ninja Turtles, Orange Supra, Inspector Gadget. Oh, Gadgetmobile. One Ninja Turtle van. One, two. Yeah, one, two, three, four. I got one left, and you've got four as well. Uh, yeah. So Eleanor, <laughs> the dog van, the eighteen van. This is so messed up. The, the DeLorean. Okay. This is so messed up. I got. A, I think I got a funny one here. When you're, is it my turn? No, no it's, turn. it's my turn. Now, this is a bunch of good ones. There's like Kit still out there. Yeah. Knight Rider. You got like freaking Magnum PI's Ferrari. But I already got, I got the Super. I don't need the Ferrari. Yeah. Now. You got Herbie. Herbie the Love Bug. You got the Ghostbusters Ecto 1. Okay. I was, I, I got an honorable mention, but I feel like this is the day I do get to win here. I mean, probably I'd pick the fucking dog van. You You're didn't win. It's just like you could, <laughs> you could have picked like an electric bike, and I probably would have won, right? I want the rock and roll vehicle for Mad Max. Yeah, okay. Herbie the Love Bug was pretty. So yeah, he's got Herbie in there too. Um, massive movie franchise, a Michael Bay joint, semi truck, Optimus oh, Prime. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm surprised you wouldn't go Bumblebee, but yeah. Bumblebee sucked. Okay. Optimus, you go you go Optimus Prime. I mean, a fighter jet for, you know, that that, that would be pretty rad too, but I'm going to go I'm going to go for the hero Optimus Prime cuz then I get to go Prime. Or... I mean, you're going to destroy me. I'm not a Decepticon guy today. Uh, okay. I'm not Megatron. I, I, uh, 
I think this. I think that I. I have something that can match your Optimus Prime. You could, yeah, okay. Both on both on a level of awesomeness and practicality. Okay, if if you say even one of the two things I'm thinking, then you win. And and I and I feel like this thing isn't gonna get enough recognition for not only how cool it is in real life, oh. but for how important it was in the show. I think I'm wrong now. I don't think I know what it is. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with with Breaking Bad's Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> How can you not love the Aztec? That thing went through hell and back. Because if you've ever been in one, they're awful. Yeah, I don't know. They, it, it turns into a tent, Ryan. My friend Jeremy had one. Pontiac Aztec. It sucked so bad. It's, it's a tent on wheels. Yeah. It's so practical. What are you, Richard Hatch from Survivor? <laughs> Yeah, way to go. A naked dude had that first one. Yeah. No, I don't think you that's are you sure that's what you want? Yeah, I want the I want the the Aztec. I want I want the the Pontiac Aztec. Do you want a PT cruiser while you're at it? No, it's the it's practicality. Wood panel van. You should have picked the R V at least from No, the R V was only around for like what, one season? Two. Yeah. Walter's Aztec. Yeah, all right. Walter Walter White's Aztec. How do I lose? Or the Dodge Charger. <laughs> what? Oh, this is sweet. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Uh, so my honorable mention was, uh, and I'm gonna. You need to allow this or disallow this. Yeah, honorable mention. Go for it. Um, Megazord. Oh fuck! Get out of here. Technically, they were they were vehicles. No, it's not. A, no, you can't take a mech, Ryan. You should be able to get out of here. How great would life be if you could have a mech? Eh? Like I want I mean, Mech Warrior three thousand. Okay, sure. Do you have an honorable yeah. mention? Uh. Good thing I, mean, I didn't I, pick Megazord then, I as well. I feel picked. like the the General E's been canceled by now, so that's probably not a thing. Yeah. Uh. Eleanor is good, so you got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about how about Dom's GTO? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Was there a spaceship in any of those you could have picked from uh Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, geez. I mean, geez, we left Star Wars alone completely. It's like the Death Star. Okay. Yeah, just destroying. <laughs> it's not really a vehicle, it's more of a city or a, a planet, if you will. Can you drive around a planet? You can, if you have one. Yeah. Or a tank. We didn't even so, do a tank. Yeah. So decidedly this different list here for you. You got the Batmobile, the Ninja Turtles van. Yep. The orange Brian Spillman's orange Supra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gadget mobile. Mm-hmm. And Optimus Prime in his truck form. Yes. Yeah, is it? We should I uh, should know it. It has to stay as a truck. Well, that's no fun. For me, we got the DeLorean, the A-Team van. Mm-hmm. We have the Dumma Dumma. Eleanor, which yep. is like really only the really nice vehicle in the yep. out of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh then we're going the Dumb and Dumber dog van. It's the Shaggin' Wagon. Yeah, the Shaggin' Wagon. And, uh, yeah. And then Walter White's Pontiac Aztec. Okay. <laughs> That's a good list. I like that. This was a fun one. This is a fun one. That was good. That was good. We needed a little bit of humor to end the show. Thanks a lot for Grant coming by. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, appreciate it. By uh, this time next week... I don't know what day we're going to record, but 
Actually, yeah, it might have to be a Wednesday because i got a busy Thursday, Friday coming up. We're going to be talking about the Canucks and signing Phil Castle and trading for Tyler Toffoli. That's all going to happen by next week. It's going to be great. And then the Canucks are going to be in the playoffs in like a month from now. Actually, it's longer than a month from now because April 18th is the last game of the season. And we're not even in March. So it's going to be a little bit still. Um this has been a good show. Remember, remember doing bo- podcasts after like playoff bubble wins oh, in the middle of summer in like thirty degree weather. We're like, gonna have to dis- we're gonna have to decide on what we're doing for playoffs. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting, and I think uh, maybe next week or the week after we'll launch uh, the logos choices for our t shirt, and maybe try to make it a vote. Unless we just decide which one we're gonna do, get the public public um, comments on it because I I got a line on some. Uh, on some sponsorship dollars to make this thing happen, so at least we can get it off the ground anyway. Um, this was a lot of fun, Ted. I enjoyed being here with you today and talking things, talking Canucks and talking uh, gas stations and, and vehicles. It's funny how we talked about a gas station and we ended up talking about vehicles. Go figure. Go figure. We really, really hit this on on all sides. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Any final words from yourself? Uh, excited for, uh, we gotta go out and do some baseball training, I feel like, pretty quick here. So maybe it's time we go rent the yard house and go smash some bombs. It's like spring Christmas. I love it. Can't it's wait. Like Can't wait. I'm gonna bring my San Diego Padres batting helmet just to keep myself safe. I think safe. you should. I, I, I think you should. I probably will. I will, uh, I will Kelly Gruber it. Or sorry, I would John Allerud it. Or maybe I'll Pat Borders it. We'll see. Pat Borders. He wore that too. Um, on behalf of uh, my good friend, Ted Wong III. I'm Ryan. This is the PP1 Podcast, the most elite Canucks podcast in the land, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, a menagerie of hockey podcasts all across the land. If you follow a hockey team, there is going to be a podcast for you on the Hockey Podcast Network. Also brought to you in part by DraftKings Sportsbook app, promo code THPN. Listen to those letters. Put them in. Put them in. Get your deal. Go win some money. Canucks. Did lose against Pittsburgh. They got their first game against LA on Thursday night, and then they got Vegas. That should be tons of fun. So, like I said, on behalf of Ted, I'm Ryan, People One Podcast. Go Canucks, go. Peace out.